So yeah, man, what's up, bro? I thought you wanted me to do the traditional intro. Hey, I'm waiting on you. No, oh, okay. Hold on. I got a work email. Good lord. All right. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe on all the digital platforms that allow you to access podcasts, whether that be the Apple's podcast app, whether that be on SoundCloud, whether that be on Amazon Music, whether it may be on that weird, janky Google podcast app that they got. And as always, whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. And for the first time ever, this podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. Now, let me tell you, on Valentine's Day, if you came in there with that weak Willie Walter and you need to come back and hit it with that strong, slong Steven, my friend, you need that Blue Chew. And this is what you do. You get that Blue Chew. Y'all go out to dinner. About 30 minutes before y'all getting ready to leave, you excuse yourself, pop that in, chew that up. Then you take it to the room and you put in that work. Blue Chew is a substitute for the prescription Cialis and Viagra that the, that you, you typically get. You go online, bluechew.com. You do a digital consult with a doctor. Two, three weeks later, you got your Blue Chew in the mail and you chew that shit up and you put in work. No more weak willies out here, gentlemen. Only strong slums going forward. As always. Well, yeah, tracksuit Javito. What's up, man? I'm glad you got that off your chest, man. I was hoping you forgot about that shit, bro. No, no, no. I, I, I was not. really hoping you forgot. Everybody that tuned on to the IG Live, man, like I told y'all, don't be fucking with that shit, man. Don't be messing with none of that <laughs> shit, bro. Get, Performance get enhancing you, drugs. Dog, listen, get you an adequate amount of rest. If you're over 30, hopefully you can get about six and a half hours of sleep. Make sure you're working out three to four hours a week. Intensity high. Make sure you're getting your 10,000 steps a day. And make sure that when you, if you're eating junk food, the junk food is at a, at a minimal. Because the older you get, junk food will slow you down. So that means pay attention to your nutrition, the, the nutritional value of the things that you're eating. You do not need blue juice. <laughs> You don't need that. And they're not paying us anyway. Barry Bond need Blue Chew to hit home runs? Did Sam no. need Blue Chew to hit home runs? No. But they did it anyways and they <laughs> hit more home runs. Go get your Blue Chew. <laughs> Fuck what we're talking about. Look, man. Use, use code NB Podcast. You popping that blue pill to get that same mediocre vagina you've been getting all year. <laughs> like, it ain't even worth it, dog. But Just... she's going to get this Shea Magnifique. <laughs> she, she, she probably ain't gonna appreciate that shit anyway. <laughs> I mean, and once again, the older you get, man, I mean, so some women's are about you know, uh, passion not too long. You know, I, I mean, I think it's the young girls that that tend to like that porn star thirty minute shit. You know, you know how that goes, man. But uh, that shit was hilarious. Y'all caught me off guard with that shit. I'm like, what? Cause it's a that's a catchy name. Like it doesn't seem provocative. It doesn't seem like I mean you could market that at any time of the day and nobody would even notice. No, and like Bluetooth, uh, it, it 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 ain't for me. I mean think I about mean, what it rhymes it's, with. It's it's like it's like watching those um 
those uh I forget whatever those testosterone pills that Frank Thomas be selling. It's like they, you know, they outside golfing and shit. It's like, oh yeah, you know, this will get your tea up, be able to work out more, whatever, and she'll like it too. Like it's this it's, it's nine o'clock. I'm trying to watch Sports Center. Y'all trying to sell some testosterone pills. Hey man, it, it's 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 a like there are there are like obvious signs to a person that has decrease in testosterone but to me one of the easiest ways to see if your testosterone levels are dropping as funny as this may sound in men and women is your energy levels like if you're getting decent sleep and your energy level is still trash then it's probably a good sign that your testosterone levels are dropping because uh some people call testosterone the god particle because the, the the more testosterone you have, there are benefits to it. There obviously are ben- there are obviously are uh, concerns when you have super high testosterone. Believe it or not, high testosterone is what leads to baldness a lot of wow. times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because you take that as as a when you're in the gym. That's why you see a lot of those cats. I think that's why the Rock went bald. <laughs> like the yeah. older you got, the bigger you got. You know. Because, it, yeah, you know, I mean, look, man, Jay is an advocate for blue chews. That's fine. I'm not saying Jay uses it because you don't necessarily need to use anything to promote it. And I learned that watching Frazier Crane back in the day. It was he when it was one episode. I know people on here probably didn't listen to Frazier, but it is what it is or watch Frazier. But it was always uh, funny to me, you know, on his radio show. It was this one episode that's always going to stick out to me. He uh, he never he never was a he never did ads like he wasn't into promoting anybody. And like he literally took the approach of, hey, like, you know, it's some good money in this because the dude, you know, his his um his producer told him, hey, like they gonna cut you a nice check. And it was just a it was just a Thai restaurant. That was like, hey, can Fraser Crane promote our restaurant? It was like, how much? We're like, shit. Basically, we'll chunk him like five hundred dollars every time he promote it. He's like, shit, that's that's a good little check, you know, on top of what I already. Hey, but I said no boundaries. We won't <laughs> compromise our morals. We'll take a good ass check. <laughs> but he was like, I want to make sure that I genuinely care about the product and I like the product. That didn't last too long because <laughs> as that check got bigger, he ain't give a damn. I'd be selling top like, food every commercial break. <laughs> he was like, well, it's not the greatest, but you might like it. <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, that's where it start, though, bro. Like, that's why I always tell you, man, so many of our black celebrities, man, they, they get compromised due to the fact that, you know, they probably start off with that same mentality, too. But then eventually they're like, shit, man, that check just too good to pass up, man. So if Pfizer say that this vaccine cool, fuck it, the vaccine cool. Vaccine. <laughs> I, ain't fu- I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> but but that y'all check, can. That check good. And, hey. You use my promo code so they can keep track of how many of y'all signed up because y'all heard it from me. So I know how my check gonna hit. Hey. <laughs> I can't I can't even be mad. Man, but you know, so just so y'all know, man, today we do have a guest that's gonna hop on that should hop on shortly. We just want to get things going because we we realize that as we've gotten better at potting, that sometimes it just works better as the conversation flows and it just feels better, you know. So I was just in the back of my head. I was like, yeah, we know we know what time our guest is going to gonna hop on. But for them to feed off of something, 
and be able to flow. Because I, I think Higgins did a real good job. But I imagine if we would have did the same thing with Higgins, he'd have been able to jump right in there and it would have worked better. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, they'll be on shortly. But until then, if you guys have it, make sure that you check out the latest installment of Jay Speaks. It is, I believe, Volume 7. Is Jay a 7? Yeah, and... um. I think I think it was one of your better ones because it didn't come from a a, a place of it wasn't it wasn't dark like it wasn't like on some like <laughs> y'all check on Jay type shit. <laughs> I didn't get text messages like hey Jay okay. I appreciate that, I, <laughs> but I also appreciate the text messages for y'all tell, asking to check on me. I appreciate those too. Oh yeah yeah man I mean our, like I said we we ain't got we ain't got thousands of thousands of listeners but the listeners that do listen they they you know they they know us personally they always they see they care somewhat and uh and even if they don't they do they do a good job pretending but uh yeah man I I, I appreciate the episode I was gonna send I was gonna send you a text and just be like hey you you just need to go ahead and add a couple of people because. Uh, <laughs> And some people just need to hear this, and um, and if you don't get to listen to it, I'm just gonna give Jay the uh, the opportunity. Can you paraphrase it if you don't mind? No. Right, I do you was gonna. I said I do you was gonna say no. <laughs> Boy, I swear to God. Like man. I wasn't. I wasn't even gonna put it on the page for promotion. Like it's it's there if you want it. If it, if not, you can keep. Like you know, as much as I I go and I check the numbers and see how many plays and stuff. When I do those. I don't care. I, I I do those like here. This is this is this is a gift. If you don't want it, you can leave it right where it sits. Hey, makes sense. I was wondering why you didn't you didn't promote it, but I was like, I just feel like it's my job to do that if I have a chance. And like I said, man, I feel like I feel like that is a, that would that's going to be a good boost for a lot of people for 2022. I mean, we're still in the first quarter of 2022, and it'd be nice for some people to hear that, you know, because like. It's so many people that, yeah, I, I don't want to paraphrase it either. So, like I said, y'all just need to go ahead and listen to it. And, it, and it, what, what motivated you to do it, at least? You know, I, I originally, you know, talked, I want to say probably about a half a year ago, uh, talked about doing JS7. And it just didn't feel right at the time. Like, like all of the JSs are stuff that I do not force. These are These are just you know, a, a flow of thoughts that, you know, necessarily don't reach to the main platform, but here's an undercard, just, you know, a little hot 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, like I, it, it hit me. And even when I told you I had, I was going to, I was, I was going to release it when I was, it was already done. When, like when did I, you say you were going to release it? I, I, I mentioned, I was like, I'm going to release this halftime Super Bowl. Man, Everybody's going to be busy and preoccupied. I'm just going to slide this in. Hey, look. Under under the radar, just slide this in. Why y'all, you know, still DRE? I'm gonna drop some JAB. And just keep it moving. I like it, man. I like it. Look, I I listened to it. I had, I had about a 15 minute ride home. I was able to listen to a majority of it, so it's an easy listen. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, I was having a good day yesterday. I won a couple of side bets, some weird side bets, but the most unique side bet that I won. That I'm gonna continuously brag about is Cooper Cup, the MVP. Mm-hmm. I knew he was gonna get MVP because Stafford is just—he's just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's too media. He's too media mocker. And after he threw that second interception, I was like, "Yeah, Coop, if, if Cup, if they're able, if Cup is able to get a decent stat line, Elijah said it should have been Aaron Donald. 
But I was fine. I was fine with Cup. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. He's the one that he's the one that sent me that uh that Ramsey. He was he said that Ramsey because he was at work. He said nobody came into work. He said they just they just watched the Super Bowl the whole time, and he was like when he saw that that Ramsey got his face that he that he said that pissed him off a little bit because he was like that that should that shouldn't happen. If you if you take away that one touchdown, it's not a game. Uh, this is true, and Ram, Ramsey did get burned a couple of times. He did, he did, he, he did, he did get burned. But it's it's kind of, and I'm starting to notice that as a trend with corners. Even you know Trayvon Diggs is feast or famine. You got 11 interceptions, but you also gave up the most yards in the league. <sighs> feast How much or famine. I, I don't. I think it was over a thousand. I'm, I'm, but I don't. I don't know exact numbers. But you know it's feast or famine, and you know, but you know, Dar- the Daryl Revis, um, who is it? Is it Charles Woodson? <sighs> The the Akib Talib, uh, those 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 legends that you think about, no fly zones. <laughs> you you don't throw it over here. Period. And that's why I thought Odell would end up being well. These are two separate thoughts. I thought Odell would end up being the MVP because I figured you're going to put so much focus on Cup that you're going that Odell's going to run free, and he was doing well until he hurt himself. Bro, I kept saying I don't know what's going on. But you need to stick to your strategy. It's been cup all season. And need this is the game you need to keep going to cup. And he started forcing that hold of him after a while. I was like, that's what you gotta do. This is all you got. I don't know those other guys. Woods got hurt early in the season. That's why you had to go get Odell. You had Van Jefferson. And bro, Van Jefferson, that's that was just crazy. You win you win us win the Super Bowl, then you go to the immediately go to the birth of your child. That's just like the best day of, of life. Hey, period. man, that's yeah, yeah. It was some nice stuff that happened yesterday, man. But it, it's, it's like you, you at that point when it's like, oh shit, this is probably our last drive, and um, this is uh, this is the Super Bowl. I'm got, I gotta go to Cup. This, he, and did that that neighbor breaking down that like no look pass to where he threw where he was gonna be instead of where he was at. I was like, you got to. I, yeah, I, I do. I do agree with what everybody says though. You know, I told I told Jay before the game, I'm like, hey, like this game is probably gonna come down to some bad officiating. And it it, it did because I think they were trying to compensate for that missed call with Ramsey. And they just chose the wrong time to do it because I, I really want to say for three quarters straight, they didn't throw any flags, bro. And I'm like, y'all chose this moment to start throwing flags? Like y'all like that that wasn't a good look. But I mean that 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 Ramsey miss was big. I mean, it turned into a touchdown. So y'all had a chance to win. Y'all still had a chance to win. You yeah. know, um, yeah, man. All in all, I think it was like I said, it was a good. It was it was a good day. I'm not, you know, the biggest, you know, Super Bowl Sunday guy when I don't have a team I'm rooting for. But uh, it was cool. I think I think the halftime show was was average. Um, I think I think a lot of people just. You just gotta buy into the artist that you're about to see. If you love the artist you're about to see, and the sound quality is decent and stuff like that, I mean, I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's, I don't think you're gonna be mad. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you do your thing. We got uh, our guest about to come on. Uh, see, to me, I, I I wanted Odell to get a ring. So like I. Because I, again, he came from my division, you know, when he was with the Giants, hated him because of the way he used to dog Dallas. Then, you know, even he even dogged Dallas with Cleveland last year. Just goddamn Dallas, fuck. But, like, but the way that Cleveland kicked him out, basically, 
saying that you know all of this was basically his fault and, and everything, and it wasn't nothing to do with nothing to do with Baker, and then to see him be able to go somewhere and achieve you know the ultimate goal is like you know. I thought it was a similar story to AB though. I felt like he was the problematic wide receiver goes to a contender and it turns it turns into something good. I mean, I'm not I bought I kind of bought into that um narrative as well because it's still hard for me to believe that I just kind of feel like even with uh Baker being I mean Stafford, I still feel Stafford is average, bro. Stafford is average. Yeah, Stafford is average. So I feel like if he could do it with one average quarterback, he could do it with another. I mean, I, it's it's people that's gonna argue down that um that they could have won that um they could have won that with uh Jared Goff still. Oh, Jared Goff is below average. You have an extraordinary defense, but yeah. extraordinary defense and an average quarterback will get you far. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Our guest is officially on big cup of wine. And uh, j- just just so you know, uh, usually when we have guests on, my cheap ass internet for some reason, I, you're gonna freeze probably for me, just like Jay for me is frozen right now. But um, it's all good. Just ignore. Yeah, my my Wi-Fi just wilds out when I get three people on here. But um, Jay, are you you still good? I'm here, baby. Okay, yeah, you should. I'll send you a picture of what you look like. But um, you want to introduce our guest? Hey, you know me. I'm always good with the intros. And without no further ado, she's been here once. She's been here twice, maybe even three times if I'm counting right. She's been a guest. She's been the co-host. She's been the host. Always welcomed here. This is her second home. Well, maybe her third. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Amber F. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remembered because I was ready to check you. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, hey, I took I took some notes. You know, I took notes on my own show. I was ready, prepared. Okay, good. So y'all have new notes to take. Y'all both have new names. Um, so I will address Swelly as Wells, and I will address Javius as JB. That's it. Carry on. Okay, so hold on real quick. Okay. You know what's so odd about that? Like. With the people I play basketball with, they refuse to just call me well. And on everything that I'm on, they call me well. And, like, I have my basketball, right? And it says W-E-L on it. And, like, they always try to grab my basketball. I'm like, does anybody have a marker so we can add the L and the S on here? They always fuck with me about that. I just I just find it hilarious that you just said that. But, uh, okay, if you want to you wanna come on here making demands, uh, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm trying to spread Javito through these through these streets, but I guess it's just not not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Excuse me. But I, I'm, I am actually glad that you were able to come on. You know, on Valentine's Day. Um, even though we were just talking about football. Anyways, uh, did you did we're not interrupting any of your plans, are you? No. Okay, good, good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we want to make sure we ain't have any time constraints. You, you know, yeah, we want to we want to give you enough of a platform to to go as long as you want to go and and not be held uh, back. I made sure to align my weekend and everything to where Monday, this is it. Back to business. Perfect. We appreciate that. Perfect. So, do you want to just get right to it, Jay, or do you want to continue to talk about football? <laughs> I mean, we we said what we need to say. We talked about ha- how did you feel about the halftime performance? 
Oh, okay. So let's start out and let everyone know I did not watch any of the Super Bowl. I was not even near a TV um, until, I don't know, maybe like the end of the game, I think. I just didn't watch, okay? I'm really sad. I wanted to see the halftime performance. So, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you do your homework? I, I watched it. Okay, okay, yeah, because we don't want to. Because when, when, we, when, we, when I invited you on here, do you remember the first thing that you said? Mm, yeah. What, what was that? I was like, you know, don't be... Cause y'all are so y'all y'all be attacking, you know. And I was like, hey, don't be trying to like attack me or you know throw something crazy and random at me. And I'm like, what? Cause y'all are known for doing stuff like that. So you too, Abito. So see, she comes on here, she makes demands, and then she basically just defames us by saying we're known for something that we're not known for. Because she's been on the time we're talking to each other. No, 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 no. Okay, so let me take that back. With me, with me, y'all will y'all will throw something that I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that we were okay. You know, y'all handle me a little rough, but I get it because I can take it, so it's fine. So we've never attacked you. <laughs> hey, I guess you. I, okay, okay, little sister. Um, <laughs> we we held on her rough. Okay, look, I think the re- the main reason I wanted to talk about this particular show because I definitely always hear you when you say, okay, you know, y'all have a, a tendency to attack and bash and you know, kind of have a, a negative perspective. So I wanted to make sure that once I figured out about this Tindler Swindler show uh, or documentary, I was like, this is going to be real important for us to have a woman interject. Like it's like we're not gonna be able to be successful talking about this show without a woman being able to interject. So um that 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 was that was that was me. And I feel like with it being the Valentine's Day week and love is in the air, uh why not? <laughs> why not? So um Jay, for the most part, if if I'm just gonna ask y'all real quick, if y'all was to give this documentary like a rating on a scale of one to five. You know, with one being um, not interesting and five being very interesting and you should watch. What would you rate it, Jay? I would rate it. Are we doing half points or just whole numbers? You could do half. Okay. I'm coming in at a three and a half to a four because when I seen that it was produced by the same people who did Don't Fuck With Cats, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be lit. And it was it was still pretty good. Like I, I like how it was put together. I, I like the story, but at the same time, just the the bias that I carry with the story from from both the the perspective of the victims and the perspective of the guy that committed the crimes is like I feel like some common sense should have kicked in on on either side at a certain amount of time. So I was like, eh, okay, the way the production was great, the story was you know okay. So I'm at I'm about a three and a half or a four. Okay, but I do put like good. don't fuck with cats in like a five. That's okay. All right. Okay, I gotta see the cats thing. I hadn't seen that one yet. Me neither. But y'all haven't seen Don't Fuck with Cats? No. Oh shit. Okay, we'll take that as a recommendation. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say is oh shit. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, I give it a four. Four out of five. 
um, you're not asking for opinions yet. You just want another rating, so I'll just stick with. I'll give it a four. Okay, I'm 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 gonna stick I'm gonna stick with a three and a half. I want to lean forward, but I I think for me I'm just looking at it from a perspective of other documentaries that I watched. So and I haven't watched Don't Fuck with Cats. I, one of my favorite ones is still the uh, American Family, the Murder Next Door shit with Chris Crazy Ass, where he uh, yeah I thought that I thought that was a good I thought that was a it was a it was a fucked up documentary, but it was good the way they put what, it together. What was it, something in plain sight? Come on, man. Don't do that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about that documentary? I don't want to talk about that documentary. <laughs> I, like the, I like the fact that every I give Netflix his props for this. Every year, they do get the year rolling with a documentary that's worth watching. I give them credit for that. But that one right there, we're not talking about that one, bro. That is this man molested the whole family. Abducted in plain sight? You know that one? Abducted where, in plain sight. Yeah, that one, that was something. It's yeah, that was that one just made me angry because I'm. I mean, all right, that's a, that's a ten on a five point scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I to this day I never finished it. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I could not handle it. So yeah, I mean, I guess when we start getting into opinions, man, I I, I don't want this show to just seem so. Um, how do I say? Like so, uh, perfectly constructed. So. <laughs> Woman haters club. There we go. There we go. Okay. So and since we are the one, the, the the women haters club, and we 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 accept that. Um, do you think that either of us have the capacity to do something that Simon did? Do you think that that comes from a place of, I mean, because for me, I feel like Simon definitely. For once again, this is I'm gonna start the opinions off. I feel like for what Simon did, I feel like that comes from a place of not really, you know, you're clearly like a sociopath and you don't you don't care about your victims. So it's a good chance that it's just you don't care about your victims. That stems from uh, a place of I'm going to get my revenge back on every woman that ever done me that's done me wrong. And did y- y'all saw his glow up, right? Yeah. You got to give him his credit. He, he, he had a glow up. And uh, I think that he knew from the jump, like once he start. Once the Ponzi scheme started. And he start the confidence grew. He knew that his target group was going to be women, obviously, and a lot of that came from a place of of hate, in my opinion. So, um, do you think that Ji have the capacity to do something like that? No, not at all. Not smart enough to do something like that, or prove me wrong either. I will cut both of you. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad we got that. That's something that's definitely not getting cut out of the show. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's for evidence. We we need people to understand. Because Amber, she's this sweet, innocent girl. If you think like when you see her, oh, yeah. she's no, no, no she's From not. Just you know, out here in the city, lost, trying to find her way, helping people and teaching them Zumba. That's all I do. You know, I'm just minding my business. With that being said, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so so you so you answered that question. What what are your what is what are y'all views on Simon? I feel like you know why not talk about Simon like that? That's my perspective on Simon. Like, what are y'all views on Simon? Well, besides that, he's trash. Um, yeah, I just think there are a lot of Simons out here, but I think that they, you know, some of them are. 
using people for money. Some people are using, you know, other people for um, notoriety. I mean, there's, I, it, you know, I wish they would have kind of expanded on maybe his upbringing a little bit because I'm just trying to figure out like what made him go this route. Like, you know, like it was kind of triggering because I dealt with a situation <laughs> similar, except the guy didn't use me for my money because jumping back to what Javito said about common sense, I would never like, you can ask me for $50 and I'd be like, huh? So yeah, all that, I, I did a quick loan and all of that. That wasn't, I would never, but um, I just, I mean, to me, it just seems like it would be such an exhausting life to live. I mean, to put all of that effort into, you know, getting someone to trust you and then using them and then lying and manipulating and then sending this video over here to this person. I don't know, like, what operate, like, what are they thinking to think like, oh, this is, this is a life that I want to live. I mean, I get the benefits. I saw the yachts and the, the fancy dinners and, you know, the new girls and the private jets. But I mean, did, you know, it's like, this can't last forever, right? Like you had to know at some point this was going to come to an end. So I'm just curious on his upbringing or what made him go this route. I mean, and some people are just crazy anyway. And so, you know, but I don't know. I just, I feel like that's why I gave it a four because I feel like there are a lot of Simons out here and I feel like, um, you know, I don't know, like, I was low-key pissed when I found out he only served five months, though. Like, really? Hopefully someone kind of finds him and, I don't know, just rough him up a little bit. You know, like a little punch or something. Or, or six or seven punches. But don't kill him or anything. But mm -hmm. Don't stab him either? No, don't stab. Just just okay. beat him. Like beat they him did up. Peter, his bodyguard, right? Like that. Like he, they did Peter. Yeah, he lived, right? Yes, he lived. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I mean, where do people, <laughs> I mean, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I have no words. Like, I mean, you said, you said there are a lot of Simons out there. So, well, and once again, this is, this is why I think it's in, because I can try to speak from a male perspective about assignment, but me personally, I don't feel I know a lot of Simons. So yeah, for you to say that there are a lot of Simons out there, like, you know, I know it's it's not easy to do on the spot, but if you had to articulate that, like, what do you mean by there? There are a lot of assignments. There are a lot of users. There are a lot of people living like double lives and you know, double lives. Yeah, multiple lives. Yeah, yeah. he he was in the triple quadruple life. Yeah, wow. yeah. There are many people like that that are appearing to be one way, and they are totally, totally not what you would think. But you they think put all to maintaining that that um, image, you know, so that they can keep the law going because they're getting something from that and it's damaging multiple people. Like there's a difference in between like, oh, you know, a person just cheats or something like not just cheats because that's still trash but behavior. But like when you go into really <laughs> having multiple phones and <laughs> just multiple this or that, like that's too much for me. I'm, you know, little girl on the prairie, grew up in the country, whatever. So I just, so when I say there are a lot of Simons, 
I guess also, like I told you, I was triggering because I dated a Simon basically. So, see, let me tell you something. As much as as much as me personally, I, I, I don't like Simon. I think Simon is a is a character for sure. He's a meme, but we all have to give. We don't have to, but what what Simon did, like you said, it takes a lot of work, and um, not only does it take a lot of work, it has it's some it's some intelligence involved in that too. So yes. That's to something good, though. You go for something. <laughs> I'm not. That's what's being smart and destroying other people's lives. Like, go open a dog charity for all the homeless dogs or something. And, I don't. And know. you could say, you know? that, and you could say that for almost every criminal, right? Like for every scammer. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, and and I think that that's why this doc <laughs> was wild. Yeah, the hackers. I mean, I have always admired just their. I'm like, wow, like to really hack into people's accounts. And like when my cash app got hacked into last Valentine's Day, I was literally laying in the bed and was like, oh, you just spent $115 in Georgia on Panda Express. And I was like, no, I didn't. So, I mean, like some way, somehow, you know, I fed a whole family, I guess, on Valentine's Day last year. But I mean, so like I've always- more than a family. So you probably fed a team. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, like I've always thought like, yeah, they're extremely smart. But again, like use that intelligence for something good. So were your Simon smart? Or was your Simon smart? Yeah. Because it took some intelligence to, to I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming, to scam you. Yeah. And um, do you feel like it got too far as it got with these women? No, no. Okay. Um. Financially, no. Emotionally, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Because you think about maid, you think about all these things where they're kind of starting to highlight like emotional abuse or damage. Because of course, it's just, I mean, I'll put it out there. It's just not taken as serious as tangible, physical evidence of abuse, whether that's financial, whether that's physical, you know, someone slapping you across the face that's that's like oh my god that's terrible but someone manipulated me or whatever it's like oh well you know be smarter it's okay bye you know it's not so i would say on the level like i literally could empathize at certain points like dang like yeah yep mm -hmm." but then you know money's still in my pocket that that ain't ever gonna well never say never but i don't really see myself doing any of what they did like you ask me fifty dollars for gas, I'm gonna be looking at you sideways. Like, <laughs> do you see yourself getting scammed like that, Jay? Or do you find? Do you feel like? Because a lot of I saw, when I was reading into like some Reddits about it was some it was you know obviously it was some guys that like thought what Simon did was funny, and they kept comparing it to what women do today as far as in the dating world. Like they feel like they feel like hey man like th- this is catfishing to an extent. And you know, dudes get dudes get scammed like this all the time. Like that was an argument for some for some of the guys that I when I was reading on the Reddit forum. What do you, what do you think? See, me personally, when I look at it, and they say, "Oh, he got sentenced to 15 months, but he only did five. and you know, he was never sentenced for you know the getting the money from the women. I'm, to me, that made sense. Like here you are, you're doing counterfeit transactions counterfeit wires and stuff like that and coming from the banking world you know me and me and amber f we know how those things go and how illegal those things are but the hey give me this money and i'm gonna pay you back 
that happens on a on a daily basis. Hey, yeah, hey, let me hold twenty dollars from you. I give it back. Hey, I got I got uncles right now that owe me money. Like you know, it's just a simple you know. Hey, let me borrow a little bit and I'll give it back to you. And then you know, it never comes back. But he just took that shit and put it in a fucking megazord and blew it up. Cause it's like, man, you had this woman. She was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt behind you, and you out here gallivanting with somebody else. And so I'm and I'm seeing that. And I'm like, it's fucked up. But is it illegal? And that, that's the question. Yeah. And I, I, I don't see it as as it, as being illegal. Right. You know, I, I see know. I see it being illegal that he's using her credit card and it has her name on it. That's illegal. For sure. She but, shouldn't have been, you know, she but she uh, goes behind. She's like, yeah, I'm in Prague. You know, I'm buying this. You know, this like yeah, that's why I said, the, you know, yeah. there's some balance to the to to the, yeah. the lack of common sense going on in both these these situations. And I feel like Simon probably grew up and, you know, he had his glow up. He probably grew up wanting to be with these model type chicks and people like this and that. But that wasn't his lane at the time. And then he and then they, he probably shot shots and got rejected because for him to be able to get women and to keep getting attractive women, he has to be bold enough to shoot shots, even if he's doing them on dating apps. So when he was probably an incel and, and was, you know, before the glow up, he probably shot these shots and got rejected, which turned him into this vengeful spirit of I'm just going to use and manipulate these women now that I'm attractive and they want me. But I see how y'all attractive people treat me. And he might even have a little ugly duckling syndrome. He feels, you know, whatever. So then he just took that and he's like, all right, I'm getting my revenge and I'm just going to manipulate y'all and, you know, use you to get what I want from you. Man, that's that's like yeah, that's really good, Javito. So what we're what we're not gonna do, what we're not gonna do, <laughs> we're not gonna be that direct on here, <laughs> cause we try to <laughs> we try to be you know a little discreet. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm out. Fuck with you. Can do what you want. No, no but you're right. Cause I don't, <laughs> I'm bitter, especially on Valentine's Day. Even though I'm not bitter. But that's the funny thing, though, and, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, Jay knows how I feel about the who hurt you question. Like, I hear that who hurt you question. And I'm like, man, if if I was really as hurt or bitter or as jaded as I mean, all three of us, if we were really that hurt, I think we'd all have the capacity to be Simons. I really think that the result of actually being hurt like that turns you into a Simon. But then again, like you said. There are emotional things that you could put somebody through that could be just as bad as being stifened out of 250K. But, I mean, it was shit. She was stifened out of 250K, and then she would think about killing herself. And, like, the the who hurt you thing, it bothers me because I look at it from this perspective. If Well touches that stove and that stove is hot and it burns his hands, and I watch Well and I watch that stove and I say, hmm, when the eye on that stove is red, and well touched it, it burned his head. So I should probably not go by a stove when that eye is red because that means that it's hot and it's not going to be beneficial to me. Do Does somebody have to hurt me for me to realize that, you know, this is a bad situation? Or can I see and use it from the experience of people close to me and the experiences that I've observed to know that I don't need to do that? Yeah, you move accordingly. That's, now, that's, if I, now, if I come up on the stove and I thought it wasn't it wasn't hot and it was still hot and I got burned, you know, I can't blame that on anybody else. And that's what a lot of people do, though. They think they're the exception or they think maybe it's different this time. 
Maybe it's not as hot this time. Maybe it's cooled down a little bit. So, and sometimes it is, but there's always a chance that it's not. It Most of the times it isn't, though. So, you know, and I, <sighs> I that person, I watched uh, Tinder twi- uh, Swindler today, literally just like three or four hours ago. So, like, I'm still in like that triggered mode of like, wow, like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I shouldn't you know, be direct because it's just not a cute look, but it's just crazy how it's, it's crazy to see it from a different perspective of how a person with multiple lives is, is still out here operating and, you know, daily. And most of the times I would, I would think from, cause like I said, the extent that I'm speaking from was not that crazy. Right. But most of those, I don't really want to call us victims, people that it, experience what I experienced we don't meet each other we don't know each other like you know so it was that was kind of cool to see that on the documentary of like oh she met up with you know this person this this person oh we got him you know because the you know the person that I know keeps a very very they make sure that never happens they keep everything separate and in the dark and you know so again a lot of effort right like Y'all know me, I post. Like, so if I'm out here with 35 men, I'm, you know, like I can't post anything. I can't be posting flowers or a hotel because one of them, the other 34 are going to be like, who you with? So, I mean, to me, just the amount of time and effort that it takes. Like, I'm busy. I don't have time for all that. Like, I don't know. So it's just always mind boggling to me to really see like no there really are people out here doing stuff like this like and this like, is their like, life like catch me if you can like yeah. like the time and energy it put him into doing all that the check kiting and check fraud you know and clearly a smart person that could just sit down and take the bar and pass the bar you know like you said use that use that power for good i don't know do you relate to any of those women in any way like do you feel like did you did you feel like that part of like there were things that happened there like i would have done that and i think for the most part and i'm not trying to be trying to typecast you but i think most go ahead there's a particular part i remember when one of the women was like well you know for me i saw love firsthand through disney and and you know she's like describing it she's like you know i watch beauty and the beast and cinderella and all that and i'm like yeah for the most part most women that is it. That is exactly what we did. We watched Disney movies. And so it's always funny when like, and I remember someone used to always tell me, you know, snap the F out of it. Like, you know, this ain't an effing fairy tale. And it's like, okay, but you have to just understand, like, that was my upbringing. And I didn't have anyone to tell me, hey, baby, like, this isn't real life, you know? And of course, like, I don't think my parents or any of our parents were trying to set us up to believe something that wasn't true. It was just the movies that was out now at the time, right? And so it, it really does piss me off, to be honest, when I hear guys like, oh, she just thinks things are a Disney movie. Well, not only were, are the movies real, like we didn't make them up. They were real life movies. But society trains us and molds us to become, you know, wives. Because like I literally, I have this one friend that's always like, hey, like what's new? And what's new only means, do you have a man? Like, it, it don't it don't matter. I will talk a whole hour about everything else going on in my life. She's like, so what about dating? And I'm like, girl, like, 
did you not hear anything? So jumping back to the documentary, when the woman was saying that, you know, she said, you know, I grew up on Disney movies. So a part of me just really wanted this to be true. Like I really just wanted this. That was me to the T, you know, and, you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm 33 years old and I'm just now a year or two ago realizing like, oh shit, like none of that is real. Like, you know, and it doesn't mean you can't have a happy and healthy relationship. Of course you can. But like all this perfect, you know, go to sleep and die and someone to kiss you and you will wake up and everything's great. Girl, gone with that. Like, you know, none of that does exist. But I think that a lot of women haven't had that aha or snap out of reality moment. And so they do do things that once they're out of that would be like, why the hell did I even do that? Why did I fight for that? Why was I, you know, really wanting this so badly? But I mean, you're we're kind of just a lot of us are molded to. That's what we grew up in. And for the other women that never watched Disney and for whatever, and they grew up, whatever, whatever, that's cool too. But I can say, you know, I definitely fought much longer um, in my relationships than I should have because I just, I wanted it to work. I wanted, you know, that was the one bit at the time. And so that was, you know, what I thought I was supposed to be doing. So I think there are so many women that until they have these type of conversations, whether it's with their family, whether it's with a, an old aunt or grandma, somebody that can really just give you the real, or like me, you experience shit firsthand that snaps you out of it. Unfortunately, there are going to be more people just like on this documentary that continue to get used and continue to get, and you know, and then we go in, we, people go and then bash them and then that makes them ashamed. And then it just, it continues, you know? So, I mean, I could definitely relate to that because been there, done that, probably could write a book. Yeah. That's why I want to make, I want to be, go ahead, Jay. I mean, and, and that's the thing about it, you know, like, like they, towards the end, they was like, Oh, people said, no, oh, this is such an idiot. This, this, and this, and this, and this. Okay. Yeah. They got them out of $250,000, but there are, there are, are, are women out here that are, are getting men out of cars that are getting men out of houses that are getting men out of paying child support for child's children that aren't them. You know, it's like, Oh, and you sit there and you say, Oh, she, she never get me out of, got out of something like that. But it's like, yeah, maybe not something like that, but you probably gotten got whether it's been multiple meals thinking that this is going to go somewhere or yeah. some free labor of, you Absolutely. know, come fix this, come move this or something like that. But you've gotten got. Oh, yeah. That's why I said I got the money in my pocket, but I got the emotional scars to prove like I didn't got got, you know. Yeah. And you ain't break the bank. I got and still fought for it and still fought for it. So it happens, you know, it does. I, it's, it's it's funny we all I think since the beginning we, you know we started this podcast I'm gonna say when we started um, it was a Trump it was I said Trump it was Trump and Hillary they were having an election and I we always used to talk about how like we know it was tough that you know Hillary had lost and we always used to talk about how it was it, we started noticing that for our generation it was hard for them to hold an L and I think that a lot of this comes from not being able to hold an L like like this situation. If people, instead of just, you know, name calling and saying, oh, that motherfucker's a dumbass or an idiot, that would never happen to me. Sometimes you got to self-reflect and be like, hold on, bro. You done took some L's, too. And you got to be able to accept that you've taken some L's in order to learn from it. And, I mean, even um, even the uh, the Cecilia chick, I mean, at the end of it, by the time the documentary was over, she was like, I'm still on Tinder. You know what I'm saying? I'm still hopeful. And right. um, it's surprising to a lot of people, like, 
I actually respected her for that. Like that was one of the parts I was like, if that's what you truly want, you should never give up on love. Like right. no matter like I just I feel I feel like there are so many people out there that they do like wild shit in order to like get one up people. It happens so much to people that people just get scared and then they stay right. in their little box and then they, you know, then eventually they don't want to try love. I, I get that, but yeah. because that's the, that's the whole getting your uh, hand burned situation, but like defense mechanism, you, you're thinking you're protecting yourself, but you're really just kind of because isolation is dangerous. Yeah. Isolation is very dangerous. And um, yeah. people, like I said, people just need like, just move accordingly. Like, don't, I, I mean, bottom line, like midway through the show, I'm giving it, I'm trying to say words of advice. I'm just looking at it from, I'm just saying like, just move accordingly. You have to, like these women, Pernilla, is she still a unique case to me? Cause I got a question about Pernilla, which is the one that she was just a friend. She didn't yeah. have any relationships with it. Like with him. So, you say what? She was the older lady kind of. Yeah, 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 which yeah. I think she was I think she was very realistic because I think to an extent she kind of felt like this dude's not even in my range. Like I can't hang with this guy. Like he's bottle popping doing this thing. She talked about how she went out with like for like 15 minutes and she was like, This ain't my scene. But I think she found him appealing enough to still be friends with him, and it was platonic. That's cool too, but the way he got her was wild because once again at that point I'm like yeah you just you just have an issue with with women like mm-hmm. you you see them as a, they're prey to you once you start once you and, and and the crazy thing about Simons like y'all like because he he spent two years in jail for this before and I think while he was in there for those two years he learned a whole lot. And, and all jokes aside, everybody talk about how he only did five months. I think he only did five months because he probably sweet talked one of the prison guards and got out. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm straight like that's, he that's about right. When you're narcissistic like that, right. you have that much charisma. You can charm anyone. Your therapist, pastor, <laughs> everybody. He's the devil, bro. Yeah, he's the devil, bro. That text message saying I'm poor as fuck. <laughs> This dude said, I'm the homeless king. The homeless king is the one that got me. I was like, dog, we, that's, but he really believed that. And look at him now. Yeah. Back, back to, yeah, back on the bullshit. That shit is crazy. With, a, with another model. Like, <laughs> if, if, if speaking shit into existence doesn't, if, if you don't get speaking, like, he spoke that shit into existence. Like, that's one positive thing I could take from him. But once again, karma gonna get him too. Cause like you you moving maliciously. Like you can't move like that. You I mean, he he scammed 10 million dollars. Like th- like when you like really dig deep into it, he scammed women for 10 million. We only yeah. saw three of his victims. He has many, many more. And like it's not gonna stop. That's that's right. wild to me, dog. But like I said, the one positive, some positives I can see from that is the fact that. I don't want, I do want people to move on dating apps a lot smarter, for sure. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of dating apps, but I'm starting to realize what dating apps are getting people ready for. Like, I feel like dating apps are really a precursor to the metaverse when you really think about it. Are you familiar with the metaverse? 
September. I am. And I think personally, it's getting to the point where like they kind of want people to be socially awkward. They kind of want people to live these triple and quadruple lives. Like they don't want people to actually socialize. Like think about when you really think about social media, is social media really social media anymore? I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, it seems like I talk, we don't, I don't have like real conversations. It's like double tap, you know, I'll say something. And I'm like, that little emoji is not a response. Like those aren't words. We're not talking. Call me, like text me. And I was like, dang, it just seems like, so now for me, I'm like, I communicate with a lot more of my friends. I did a poll on Instagram a while back and I was like, how do you communicate with people? Is it social media or uh, call and text? And it was about 50-50, but I think a little bit more leaning toward social media. But I was just like, the fact that it's even 50-50 is crazy to me. Just it's like, like if you're not sharing crazy. a meme or something like that, that's right. on that right. app, right? hit my line. You have my number. If you're cool enough to have my number, you see, I threw cool enough in there. If you're cool enough to have my number, then hit my line. Like, don't hit message me on social media. Like, we're, 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 we're familiar enough to have exchanged numbers at one point in time. I got a homeboy that'll hit me up on Snapchat. Hey, what boy's doing? You have my phone number. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> go, go directly here. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to people FaceTiming me, because if anybody knows me, my FaceTime is usually off. But then I realized, like, some people needed that. Like, some people needed to be able to, you know, still see, like, body language, yeah. see facial expressions, and to feel human. And I learned that, you know, once the pandemic started, I learned that real quick. I was like, damn, I see why these Zoom meetings are important. Because, like, I was, when I was, I was, as I was working from home, once again, I mean, I'm, I'm a loner. It wasn't hard for me to get used to it. But, like, the women I work with, I man, already. they, <laughs> hey. The women I work with, when I say they be calling me for, I, and I told you, Jay, this year, they calling me for no reason now. I'm like, what do y'all want? They just, they just be like, hey, you know, just, you know, checking on you. I'm like, shit, I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> Did I tell you by the time Amber got me in trouble with FaceTime? What? I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. The lies. So I'm sitting there on the couch, chilling. Me, me, me and my girlfriend, chilling. Phone light up. Amber's FaceTiming me. I look at it. I say, ah, she probably don't want nothing. I don't answer it. Then she FaceTime me again. Lie. Really? No, this is this is a true story. And she and I'm like, she probably don't want nothing. And like, she sees the phone. I see the phone. I see her see the phone. I see her see me see her see the phone. And so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she probably don't want nothing. You know, it's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, so you gonna answer? And I was like, no, we sitting, we watching a movie or something. I was like, no, I'm watching, you know, I'll hit her, hit her later or whatever. She's like, well, well, why you gotta hit her later? You gotta hit her when I'm not around. It's like, no, that's just my that's one of my homegirls. Like, I've known ever since like 2008. Like, I, we go way back. Oh, no, oh, so you, but you can't answer right now. It's like we're actively doing something. Like, we're we're not just you know digging around. We're watching a movie. I'm gonna go to bed. So then Amber texts me and she's like. I'm here with um, I think she, I think you were with Vanessa or something, and he was like, she said that she knows you and this, this, and this, and I didn't know that y'all knew each other or something like this, and I was like, look, 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 look at the text message, look at the text message. Oh, so she calling you about another girl? Oh shit! Oh wow! 
I do not remember because I'm I'm real the pride in me, double texting and double FaceTiming and all that. Mm-mm. But see, Unless you're calling urgency. a friend. You're not calling, you know, a nigga. No, it don't a matter. Friend. The only oh, person okay. I do is my parents. Like they they know don't play with me. But like I would never like no because. Friends or not, like y'all obviously busy. You're not answering, or you don't want out to me, which that ain't ever the case. So it's you're busy. So hey, I, just um, for, just for, for y'all listening, let me tell you something real quick. Amber, what you about five five? Five six. Thank you. You five six, but one hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> you ain't scared nobody. Amber ain't one hundred fifty pounds on, on on her worst day. Amber one hundred fifty pounds soaking wet with a brick in her pocket. <laughs> I, I like the way she got that big attitude. I love it, man. I, I, I'm more than 150. First of all, I have no problem saying that. So, thank you. Anyway, Amber, you ain't scared Amber, your mom Amber, or your dad. Amber thinks she a pro wrestler or something. I swear to God, she do. I, I, I you think you Kimbo Slice Jr. or somebody running around here. I am a lover, not a fighter. I just use my words to let people know what's up. I just... That's all. I, I'm not fighting nobody or nothing. I just, you know. I had I, a conversation I'm, with you. I didn't know I did that. My bad. It's funny that you brought that because she she told I remember uh, we were talking one time and she was like, you you were because you you said you said something you was like I'm just a guy I'm just a nigga that's what you said and she was like no nah. and, and I, to be she's consistent about that because you even told me you was like if I knew. That I was hanging with you, and then there was some girl out there that liked you that you should have been hanging with. You need to be hanging with that girl. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're very, yeah. you're like so. I, I can see you know you might not have meant to double Facetime them, but it's funny that you say that because I'm sitting here like, do you feel like that girl had a right to be offended or to feel that way? Um. So I don't know their relationship, but G- girlfriend at the time. Well, no, I mean, like, I don't know their dynamic. I oh, don't, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. for me, if I'm dating someone, then I trust them. If I don't trust you going forward, I'm not dating you. So if someone calls, nine times out of ten, I already know who that person is. Like, I, you know, if I see a Jasmine or Amber, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, if, if it's someone I don't know and you're, you're you know, and I'm constantly like, Oh, well, you're not going to answer? No, you know, I'll, she probably don't want anything. Okay, is the response, if I trust you. That's it. Like, I, you know, I, I honestly, because my longest, my two longest relationships, the trust was gone and I stayed anyway, which was not the thing to do. I don't have that type of energy no more. I don't have that. So you just not going to pick up the, or try to go look at the number and call them on the side and figure it like that was me. It is exhausting and is it's stupid. on You know, it's, it's exhausting for both parties. It's exhausting for me to be with someone that's constantly got me all, you know, stressed out. And it's exhausting for him for me to be stressing him out with all these questions and hacking his phone and looking in his phone and doing all like I don't want to be with anybody like that. So I'm not going to say necessarily you know who am i to say whether or not she had the right to be offended um because clearly she was bothered and again i don't know if she was bothered because she knew me and she just didn't want her man with any friends or if it's just like you know like i don't know so i personally just feel like if trust is not an issue then that's not an issue 
Like I can be with somebody right now, laid up Netflix and chill, and old girl call. I don't care. We here. So she on the phone. You know. That's kind of like my that's my mentality too. And if it if it, if it's bothering you that bad, you answer the phone. Like I don't care. Well, <laughs> you answer the phone. It's right there. You can answer it. I just picked up the phone. I was like, oh. I don't know where Jay is, but girl, obviously he got company, so I'll call him back. I didn't want nothing, or I'll let you go. Just tell him I didn't want anything. Y'all have a good night. Bye. You know? That, that per- personally, that sounds like growth to me, because I, I have to ask, when did you get to that point? Because I feel like most women I come across, is they, they're not agreeing with what you just said. I mean, just so y'all hear me, I said most, not all. Most women. Yeah. Well, and that's because, and I'm just speaking from my experience, a lot of women are with men they do not trust, but they don't want to be alone. So they stay and put themselves through shit and their men through shit to say, I have a man. But it's exhausting. Like, what what are you fighting for? And And also, what are you nagging and complaining and bitching at him for when you know you're not going nowhere? Like, you didn't leave when I didn't answer the FaceTime. You are going to leave when I answer the FaceTime. So I got to that point probably like, honestly, like a year ago. <laughs> like It takes time. It takes it time. Takes so much time, you know, but and because y'all talk about like, you know, ain't nobody scared of you. Like my words are, they're bad to where that's something I've been delving into of like, why do I get so triggered and I go in with my words I don't, I don't have to hit you I don't have to slash no tire I don't have to kill a car you know none of that but I get really really foul with my words and it's it's that trigger it's that hurt inside of me but instead of communicating hurt I communicate anger and I'm like oh you gonna do that let me cut you down with my words right like and again that's you know I had to start looking at why am I even with someone that brings this out of me? I'm not blaming him at all, but why am I even here? You know, what am I doing? If this is how this person's going to make me feel, if they're going to do something. And then my response is that not saying they're making me mad or they're making, you know, but if they say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I say, Oh, well that I don't like that. I feel disrespected. Oh, well too bad. Okay. Then I'll leave instead of sit there curse, fight, you know, whatever, and then stay. To me, that makes no sense. But a year, two years ago, when I was in that, you know, I didn't view it that way because I was in it, you know, and it took me a long time to understand, like, girl, like you participating in your own hurt, in your own pain. Like I could, it's easy to sit back and say, he did this and he did that. Okay. But you sitting here, like, you're not going nowhere. Obviously he's, it's not going to change, you know, like that person's not changing. So at what point do you get up? You know, like, but for me, Disney Prince is like, oh, I'm just hoping. I'm just, I know one day he's going to wake up. He's not waking up to do nothing different than what he did the day before. You know, and it has nothing to do with me. But, you know, I, right now I'm at a place where I'm like, I look at me and the things that I can control. And I, people, it's so cliche, you know, like, oh, just focus on the things you can control. For me, I really thought I could control someone else by my actions, whether it was loving them through their hardest times, you know, seeing their nastiest flaws and still standing there. And I'm like, they're going to see I'm great. No, they're not. <laughs> well, yeah, they see it, but like, they don't care. So you just won't stay, you know? So 
that's where I'm at now. Like, I'm like, okay, what are the nasty things here that we need to try to change? Or let's figure out why they're here and then work on changing them. And so I know you're not a fan of therapy that much, but like, that's where we're going. And it's been very interesting, like very interesting to figure out like where that comes from with me. And it's, it's, uh, it's hard because don't nobody want to look in the mirror and see the ugly parts. You know, like you want to be like, oh man, I fought for this and I was this and this, but yeah, like, but you, you fought, <laughs> but you weren't always fighting for this. Like you just fighting for you fighting. Like, you know, like at some point you have to kind of, you know, turn the mirror around and look at yourself. And that's what I've been doing. I've been telling, I told you that, Jay. You mentioned, you say that all the time. And, and, and and like I've said numerous times is I typically know what my issues is. My issues is, my issues are. <laughs> Get but, away. My, but my biggest problem with that is I choose to not confront them. Mm-hmm. Now, do 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 you sometimes do you need you know an outside party to help you confront your issues? Absolutely. Sometimes you just need to stop being, you know, weak-minded and running from them and confront them yourself. There are several different avenues to get it. But Amber, you yeah. did say something that I wanted to ask you. You said um, a lot yeah. of times after the trust was gone, you kind of stuck around. And yeah. I've been my mantra lately has been uh, you tr- you 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 try to control the things that you don't trust. So do you feel that any in any instance, like since you the trust was gone, you started to be kind of more controlling in a way? Um, actually, there were times where I did just the opposite. I became mute. Mm-hmm. I, I walked else, um, and that is the worst feeling. And someone being with a person that you're supposed to be the most laxed and chill and cool with, and you're like, that really hurt my feelings. I ain't saying nothing. That really pissed me off. I ain't saying nothing. I feel really disrespect. I ain't gonna say anything. So it, it depending on the day, I either came for it or I didn't say nothing. But that flip-flopping drove me crazy to the point where I was like, okay, I can't. Enough's enough. Like, my mental health is deteriorating. I'm, you know, I'm losing my mind, you know? And so I think it's, you know, yeah, there were times when I tried to be controlling, especially in my college relationship. It was like 10 years of a lot of off and on and craziness. And of course, you're still growing in those years and stuff too, but I was very like, you know, ultimatum type, you know, it's either that friend girl or me. And, you know, you either go out tonight or you don't come back to this dorm. And he came back anyway after he went out. But I I, I was trying to, I was trying to control, you know, um, and, and really thinking that I had some say in this person's actions or, you know, what they were going to do. But that is not the case anymore. Now I am extremely okay with really like I'll relinquish real quick like oh, okay you don't want to respect me or you want to cross that boundary bye and I'm done you know and and even with me. that in, in some aspects like you say you know you'd either you'd either hash it out or you'd go mute I think even going mute is showing a form of control because like even even I, I think about some things that I would do when I would be upset and you know just, just these little things of, of like all right you know I'm gonna I know, I know you want me to kiss you twice before I leave, but I'm gonna kiss you once and leave. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some little petty shit like that. Passive aggressive, aggressive. 
Now that but it can be used now, as a control. Uh, no, absolutely. But there are two different silences, right? Definitely passive aggressive. I remember one time I drove like a maniac with him in the car because he was all pissy that day and he wouldn't tell me what was wrong. So since you're not going to talk to me, I'm going to drive like a maniac. And I did. And to be honest, I told my best friend about it and she got in my ass and she was like, why are you putting y'all's life in danger? Because you upset. And I was like, ooh, like, well, I was mad. She was like, well, you can be mad when you get home. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. That's mad passive aggressive. And she was like, what if the tables were turned and he did that to you? And you was over there scared for your life. The guy was holding on to, like, the the car handle. (laughs) The the ocean grill? The ocean floor? Yeah, you know? like, And it's like, that's not cool, right? But when I said, like, I fell back, like, no, I would just sit and, like, comply. I was just submissive even to someone that didn't even deserve that type of behavior from me. It was, I Mm -hmm. should have spoken said, Hey, like, no, like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. Or, Hey, like, that's not okay. And I was just like, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. So that's what I meant. But yeah, you're, you're definitely right. The other side of, or even the silent treatment itself is very passive aggressive and can be used as a, cause that was used against me as well too. So I definitely understand what you're saying. So Okay. Okay. Let me say. Let me say something real quick. So as you, uh, as y'all was talking, uh, you can't see this, but I wrote down passive aggressive, and then I didn't even have to talk anymore because you guys tackled it. Uh, look, we had a conversation one time, and you were talking about how somebody perceived you as masculine, and I, to this day, I think that that's hilarious because you're probably the the least masculine woman I've ever met. It, it, I'm just just gonna keep it a buck, and you said things that prove my point, like. Passive aggressive, like I'm. I, everybody has masculine and feminine in them, and I think yeah. one of my feminine tendencies in a relationship back in the day was to be passive aggressive. In order to move away from being passive aggressive, it kind of converted me to an asshole because I started having to say, you know, I'm gonna say that shit, and when yeah. you say that shit, you asshole. You can't. Yeah. It's, you gotta. You gotta pick one side. It's either you're gonna. Right drive crazy and scare the shit out of them or you're gonna stop the car and say nigga you know what you did and he gonna be looking at you and as soon as you say you got me fucked up the nigga be like man this this bitch crazy you know what i'm saying like and and once he he backfired And see, when you're a man and I and I don't even and, and I don't even need to say masculine and and it's just how we're how we're groomed as children, like as a man, eventually you realize being more direct is going to get you what you want. You not to put y'all business out there, but you guys are in, in, in the banking world. And I feel like in the banking world, you know, in order to move up the ladder, especially as as black Americans, y'all had to speak up for yourselves in order to get to certain positions. Y'all had to know how to negotiate in order to get certain salaries and so on and so forth. That's a masculine tendency that a lot of people are having to adopt, which is being direct. But like I said, just because you check one of those boxes doesn't automatically make you masculine. The other one is the fact that you guys talk about controlling the situation. I think that since a lot of women have entered the working world, and this is about to be sexist, but it is what it is. I think women traditionally were so used to having so much control over the home that when they moved into the working world, they still wanted that control. And it just it just becomes it's a domino effect and people start just wanting so much control over their lives. 
and all those things that you were talking about a minute ago and you were talking about control, like it's it's okay. It's realistic when you start tapping into something that you you don't even want control. I don't think most women necessarily want control. I think they want to be able to relinquish, like you said, and be able to say, you know what? I don't got to drive because this yeah. person on the yeah. side of me, I trust them not to crash. And I've been saying this for years. I'm definitely going to want somebody I trust more than I quote unquote love because love it, love it. And I realistically, it's just a word. When you talk about love them, there are going to be days you don't love your person. But I need to trust you every day though. Everybody, but I better, I I better trust you every damn day. Every day. It takes a lot of us a while to learn that. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes a lot. Like you, you talk about 33. I probably learned that until maybe, 30, 34, yeah, about 33, 34. I mean, and, it, and, it, and at that point, I had to ask myself, yeah, I trust this person, but what do I want from this person? Do I just want this person around a lot? Right. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's never ending, right? Like, yeah. It's like, okay, trust this person, but then this, but then this, and it's like, oh my gosh, like, <sighs> we, we, we lust easy. We, yeah. we quote unquote, we do. I, I think those girls on the Tindler Swindler, I think they fell in love with, like you said, the Disney aspect. They were like, because I'm not knocking on those women. I don't think none of those women were necessarily un. You said what? Can rescue me. He's rich. He can. Vanilla even called him Prince. He can show me the world. Yeah, he's Prince Charming. He, one girl was like, I've never, he's doing things I could have never imagined. Let's be honest. I'm going to think the same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Now, I'm not going to go overseas to Norway with you next oh, week. The same day. When did the same day? Oh, my God. I hope It not. was like the first date or something. You no, just... that was the same day. It was the first day. I do remember that. But I thought it was like within that week. And her friends was like, girl, what? Do you know him? No, my friends would have been over at the apartment. Like, no, you're not going nowhere. Those are the type of friends you need. Not just not just texting you a bunch of exclamation marks. Hey, like, hold on, hold on. I'm in the Girl, he cute and he rich. You better. My Girl. best friend drove three hours, like three hours from San Antonio to slap me across my face. Like, but she don't have to, because <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I like I watch murder documentaries every other day. That stuff is real. That ain't made up. I don't want to end up on nobody's barbecue grill dismembered. And y'all got to call my parents and tell them because I was so desperate for my prince that. What was that I sent you earlier, Will, where that woman, she met the dude and got married within a week. He moved in, messed up her whole stuff and then killed herself in a week's time. Dog. Dog. Like. That shit ain't even funny. But I'm I'm going to read y'all something. This chick, she posted on Twitter. Y'all on Twitter, y'all probably saw this, but it says, not me catching a flight to Utah to meet this man I met online two days ago with only $120 in my account. He said, I won't even need anything. I won't even need any bags. And then a commenter said, Ted Bundy would have been doing triple triple doubles in this generation. It's like, it's You're not going to need no bags because you're not coming home. (laughs) And I mean, it is not funny. Y'all stop laughing. Like, this is, this is why I gave the, the documentary a four. Y'all wake up. Like, what is wrong? What is wrong with y'all? Damn. And, and, and that's, that was my thought process. He's, oh, man, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. It's like, you're a diamond purchaser. Like, how are you in this deep of a trouble that you can't and, call the authorities? 
No question. Call that the law, nigga. I'm Don't call like, me. Call your I'm mammy. Like, who after you? What they drive? <laughs> who is it? Where they mama live? Where they at? Where my they coming is, from? Why they competing with y'all? Give me their information so I can look up their competition and pull up their uh, performance report and see how they doing. Like, y'all ain't asking no, uh, well, let me try to go and get 25000 I don't know how I'm going to get it. Girl, Why you, you got, got all these haters? You don't Girl, have 25000 for yourself. What are you thinking? <sighs> see, oh, and I, I, see, I was, the whole, the, the whole time it was happening, I'm just sitting here like, bruh. You a grown ass man. Like you ain't got access to your accounts at all though. Like you can't just go to the bank and just I withdraw the cash. My American Express. If you got one, no, I don't. I got two. No, I don't. Next. Let me tell you what I don't got. <laughs> the time. <laughs> no. No. Put an ad authorized user. No. no. My mama. What's zero say? Why you want to put all that drama in my life? Like, it's yours. You keep yeah. that over there. I see this isn't going to work out. This is just way too much drama for me. Yeah. You want me to go I'm, get $25,000? The hindsight fuck? is definitely 2020. We talking that shit. Like I said, I want to I, I want to I make sure that I'm not calling these women dumb or anything like that. But I'm like, God damn. Like, after the first quick loan? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what were you thinking? And they really didn't delve into that as deeply as, you know, like, uh, but I, I will say one thing. And shout out to my moms for putting me on Judge Judy years ago. But Judge Judy always used to get into woman's asses for doing that. She would be like, so wait a minute. You lent him more money when he still owed you some? You're stupid. And I would be like, oh, she's so mean. Now as an adult, you're stupid. Like, and my dad used to tell me years ago. You loan out what you can afford to lose. Nothing more, nothing less. If you're going to cry about that $65, don't do it. And it's yes. like, I need to put a PSA for the world to hear that. But you know what? It's the same thing with your heart, with your emotions. Don't be giving it out if you know damn well. <laughs> like, just, just keep it. Get your discernment on and figure out, you know, like, who deserves Bank of America is out. not going to give you a credit card and a loan with no collateral. This man had zero collateral. No, he zero. had collateral. He had collateral. It was his image. His image was his collateral. And that image sold to a woman with a Disney mindset. Period. Yeah. There you go. If First yeah. of all, if I'm sitting here with your baby mama and your baby on the plane on our first date that's turned into a yeah, we got to talk. Oh, we he's such a family that. man. What you got to say okay, about that? If he's such a family man, his daughter's here. Why she here? Yeah. I, I have my perspective on that, but I want to hear what you got to say. I'll hold her. <laughs> what? But you don't know me, but you, you invite me across the nation, across the country. So you know me well enough to, to be around you. I yeah, understand, you know, people's children, you know, that's like, that's big, right? But it's big that I'm here too. So, who over there ringing? You get another FaceTime? Uh oh. First of all, that's my mom. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, y'all asked me if I had plans. Obviously, we should have been asking how Victor. Oh, we know he my got mama, plans. My mama better call me on Valentine's Day. It's going to be some smoke in the city. Wow. I'm wow. Jay, you ever, you ever been a what? <laughs> 
six six foot. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm at least six foot, at least. Well, I will be. Heels. You say what? I will be if I put on heels. Oh. Y'all trying to clown me? There's gonna be some hell of a heels. Let me tell you. <laughs> I gotta send y'all that video with that girl, bro. Like, cause you know I got upstairs neighbors, and I swear to God, man, my neighbors <laughs> act like they just be up there doing cartwheels, bro. Like, probably they, just, they might as well be. I'd be like, God damn. But no, no. In all, in all seriousness, though, like. My opinion on the on the on the on the baby mom though, I've always wondered this about women. I asked this on the last week's episode. I kind of felt like she was giving me cult vibes because like I felt like he basically recruited her in a sense, and like he's using her to gain that trust now. And I'm like, damn, how was he able to get her on board? And why is it always like why is why does it seem like that's always the case? Like women, women will do that to other to other women. And I mean, I'm not saying men don't do it to other men, but I'm like I see like it's a you watch murder documentaries, like if you watch enough of the cult stuff though, it's always a man gets a woman and then a woman starts recruiting other women, just say just like Maxwell. And I'm like, why is it that women do each other like that? Like that woman with your baby, like how much money did she take home? Like she, cause Peter, his business partner, you say what? That's what it is. She getting definitely getting something out of it. She had to be man, and that's that's messed she up. On a, she on the private jets too, so fuck it. Exactly, she right there with him. And you Damn. notice everyone was in danger. She wasn't nowhere to be found, even on the boats and all the other stuff. She wasn't nowhere to be found. So obviously it was like, get on this jet. Here's here's a drop of cash. Bye. Right, and she live in a hotel, whatever, until the next jet. Until I'm just trying to figure out why your enemies ain't ever after you when I'm with you. Right. <laughs> See again, that's the questions. Man, asking the right questions. I, I tell we tell people all the time. You listen to the show, man. You got to be in the mindset of asking questions. Like critical thinking is a lost art. I'm not saying oh. we're the smartest dudes on the block, but God, dog. Once again, I know y'all too. In the line of work y'all doing, especially you, Amber, you gotta ask questions. Women, you know, curious anyway. We we uh suspicious anyway. But for so. some reason, they're, they're, those three women, the sit the suspicion just questions immediately. I was looking at the, I was like, oh my god, what do they have me watching? Like, are they for <laughs> real? Right? Like, did she really just do that? And like it seemed like I, no trust was earned; it was just given. Image. Image, and that's what it is. It's, it's, that was what it was for me. <laughs> yeah, so, it, that, I mean, that clout image goes a long way. Like I, I had to tell one of my homegirls the other day. I was like, it, it was an uncomfortable conversation, but I'm like, it, you know, she's getting into uh, murder documentaries as well. I was like, you do realize that there is a a common trend with single mothers having children and their children being at harm the most. Because of predators that come in and take advantage of that situation. And I was like, y'all women, especially with young daughters, y'all got to be on high alert. I'm not saying that every man is because right. ish. I mean, I, I was reading a story. With a, it was a it was a stud. It was a gay woman that came in and 
and she she fucked up some some uh some kids' lives. Like y'all gotta understand that now nowadays, as selfish as people are, if that if it ain't their seed, it's a good chance they're not gonna care about it as much as you would like them to. And, and, and a lot of people put themselves and their kids in danger thinking that they're going to meet somebody that's going to care about them just as much as they care about that person. Like, oh, it's a child. Have y'all been watching the news? Grownups do not care about children no more. Children are not this protected species like they were 20 years ago. A lot of these people looking at children like they, they it's, it's a money thing. Like, I mean, people try to make these little these little quirky jokes, you know, during tax season. Like, oh, you know, this is, you know, this this my little, this my little, uh, my little earned income credit one, two, and three. But it's like, man, that, that shit is not really funny when you really think about it. Like, that's the only thing that that child serves for your in your life. Like, it's just extra money for you during tax season, and then you back to not giving shit about them again. If if the if the parents are doing that, what you think this right. person that don't even no blood relation, what you doing, Amber? You finna fill up again? Huh? No. <laughs> I moved old land. Um, I moved my old man just over here. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you was filling up that big ass wine bottle, that wine glass you had. That mug about the size, about, about the size of your head. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be big. Look, man, we could be going on about this all all day, but I do. The last topic I do want to talk on is like. Once again, from a woman's perspective, you're in a place where you're probably technically single. What does Valentine's Day mean to you when you're in a relationship? In a committed relationship, and you're not just quote unquote dating. Um I mean, you know, it's it's Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, stop. Have you ever had a bad experience on Valentine's Day? being alone when I'm actually in a relationship. Ooh. <sighs> no, they're just called a man. But guess what? It turns out they was with the other person. Oh, I got, I got taken out the day before or the day after. And then I realized it happened on Christmas too. They came over the day before, the day after. Then I, I was like, wait a minute. Like, is this like a trend? What's going on here? But I mean, yeah, like, that's it. And then the one time that they did take me out, we fought all the way to the restaurant, like, fussed about something crazy. I don't know. And I threw the rose out the, the car. <laughs> Cheap ass rose. What I text you earlier, Jay, about Valentine's by holidays? Uh, you text me a lot about holidays. I don't remember offhand. <laughs> I was basically just saying, man, holidays a lot of times are, are relationship breakers. They they ruin relationships a lot of times, just because um, I think before people get into relationships, they don't establish the value on on holidays sometimes. And as the relationships go go on, you know, somebody might be a little bit more invested in birthdays than they, you know, you know, somebody might be a little more invested in Christmas or Thanksgiving and and those value systems don't align. And then, you know, that those specific days, I guarantee you, most people listening in relationships right now, they can pinpoint a holiday that 
put a dent in their relationship in one way or another, whether it was anniversary, whether it was, you know, whether it was a holiday, it, it, it didn't even have to be a, a holiday or birthday that is significant to their relationship. It could have been a, a mother-in-law's birthday. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm saying this to say that that's not even Disney. That's just another societal construct that we, that we get um, glued to. Cause I'm here. I, I hear you like, I feel like people talk about Disney because it's it's the most recognizable one. But I think all in all, this the propaganda that's out there that teaches us how to be in relationships outside of what our parents teach us. That shit is a that shit's heavy. You gotta think about how many people out there are living relationships, living relationships based on what they see on reality TV. Right. Like Jay Jay not gonna say it, but he's disgusted with the way Kanye West is acting right now. Because yeah. the way Kanye West is acting right now. It's going to be a lot of dudes out there, young men and women, that's going to think that shit is cute and that shit is going to continue. People are going to be like, shit, somebody is famous and popular and as successful as Kanye is doing it. Shit, I could do it too. Right. And that's a huge problem. And it's like, we... Go ahead, Amber. I tweeted something the other day and it was like, it's crazy how so many of us want healthy relationships, yet so few of us have been exposed to any. That's intentional. That's been intentional for the past 50 years, really. Yeah. It's just, it's it's astonishing to me to think about, like, wow, like, so again, we just out here grasping for straws. You know, some people grasp for reality TV, some people grasp for their grandparents like me, which wasn't healthy. Some people grasp for your parents, some people grasp on their big cousin and their, you know, like, you just, you were just out here, you know, and... So just imagine with with a majority of the uh, the people that you come across today, where I want to say it's roughly about seventy percent of them are raised in single parent homes. If you if if your immediate um, if your immediate impression was by the help was was is is from the home you live in. I mean, <laughs> that's that that's what you're. I mean, now times I'm saying that's what you're dealing with, Amber. You're dealing with you're dealing with dudes that probably was raised in homes where they moms was players or they dads was players. And, and a lot of what they learned was from that single parent, you know, like, and I, that's why, I, that's why I, like Jay, 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 like looks at me crazy sometimes. But I'm like, I hate to say it, but a lot of times your best bet is to get with somebody that have both parents in the home. Cause I mean, it's not, it doesn't guarantee anything, but mm-hmm. if, if the, the likelihood of them growing up in a healthy home, if you can establish it, yeah, they, they, they was raised in a healthy home that, they person might be healthy. Like it's worth a shot. They're they're it's ideal. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just the problem. Like, and that's what you're dealing with today. Probability. That's literally all you're dealing with today. Probability. That's why you can't. It's, if you really, really want it, you really got to keep scratching that lotto ticket. Right. And it's people out there that hate that I make that analogy, but I do feel like today that shit is like one. It's like hitting the lottery, and that, and, and it's like hitting the lottery. And no, all you probably gonna get out of it. Maybe it's a 10-year marriage. But shit, nowadays, that's the bar. Right. No, that's exceeding expectations. You know? Um, I mean, yeah. that's tough, man. When you know for a fact, the genera- two generations before us, they was doing 50 years easy. Yeah. Easy. But but dudes are probably having side families. Like, we, we, didn't, we didn't learn about that until later. No. Nah. <laughs> to the funeral. <laughs> well, I 
I grew up seeing it with my grandparents, but then I didn't grow up seeing that with my parents. So I was confused. I was like, do we just pick a, like, do we pick a number? How do, you know, how did that happen? But this happens like, so I was confused because I grew up seeing the the kids, the kids today are definitely growing up confused, super confused. Cause we, we want to act like, like everybody's not in the, in line to be the resistance. Like everybody's not a rebel. Most people are going to copy and paste what their parents did. Yep. Or what or what they saw in their immediate surroundings. And then after that, it's the propaganda you get from Disney, Marvel, reality TV, BET, MTV, whatever. Like all that shit is going to impact the way you make decisions as you get older. And I mean, yeah. Social media is the biggest influence today. We all can we all can admit that. Social media without a doubt is the biggest influence on most of our lives today. And if, if, that's why I say, like, you know, I don't I don't totally not therapy, but I need to figure like for me, I really wish I can, like, truly learn where they get their ideals from, because it feels like a lot of times with therapy, like with the whole psychiatric, the whole medical field, it seems like they're always in line. It's always the same remedies. Like, yeah, think about it. You go all the way back to the 50s. When they was uh when they was giving uh, what was that drug they was giving people to calm down back in the fifties, Jay? They was giving the housewives. My bad. I, why, I don't even know why I asked you that. I don't even know why you <laughs> asked me either. Like, <laughs> but but basically they used to give them a, a pill back in the sixties and fifties, the housewives, to basically calm their nerves, and like that was the trend. And then in the seventies it changed because in the, I think in the in the seventies they was giving they was giving them alcohol. They was prescribing alcohol. And like they was like real big on saying, hey, you could drink wine, you could drink alcohol to calm your nerves. Then the 80s came around, it was something new. The 90s come around, it's something new. And I'm just like, man, they're always in line. So I've just always been curious about where do most therapists get their line of thinking from when it comes to remedying the situations for young black women, young white women, young Hispanics, because we're not all raised the same. Right. One size does not fit all. So what, what your therapist is telling Amber can't be telling Jay. She can't be telling. They can't be telling me. Like we're all three different people, but for some reason, it feels like everybody's getting prescribed the same drug. And it doesn't. And when I say drug, I don't even mean like an actual pill. I mean the same coping mechanisms. And I'm just like, man, I, do these people really care? Some people do have great therapists. You tell me yeah. that your therapist is great. Some people yeah. do, but I do feel like it's a lot of people out there that don't have therapists that match them. And I guess that's kind of my advice. Like, okay, like. You know, it might not be necessarily the focus on a bad therapist. It might be that it's not the one for you, you know, and, mm-hmm, and they'll sure. they'll tell you that when you are trying to find a therapist, like you don't have to stick with the first one you go with. You can you can go in and talk to them for four months, you know, once a once a month for four months. And you'd be like, you know what? Like, I'm not. But also what I will say is for me, I had an unrealistic expectation of therapy because I didn't know what the heck it was. I thought I was going to go in, tell her the situation I was dealing with. She was going to solve it and I was going to be done. Yay. That's it. Right. That was 2017. <laughs> Here we go. 2022. Right. So, um, or 2019, my bad, but still, you know, like <laughs> I am still, still there. And, um, I've actually referred her to four of my friends, you know, like, and the thing is, I don't know if they, talking to her or not she's not gonna tell that to me they're not going and saying amber summer you know like they're not doing any of that either but i mean like 
I, you know, and I tell them like, Hey, if that's, if you feel like, you know, it's not working for you, find someone else. But also mm-hmm. the expectation of a therapist, someone is going to tell me, you know, how to solve this one thing. And that's it. That's not what my experience has been like at all. And, you know, there were days where I would have a session and I was just like, I ain't got nothing to talk about. Like, everything's good. I'm fine. You know, I don't have anything to talk about. I don't even know why we're going to meet today. And we mean, I wouldn't shut up. Like, <laughs> when we were done, I'd be like, dang, like, I didn't even know that was on my brain, you know? Like, and so then after the session, right, like, she might have asked one or two questions that whole 50 minutes. And then I'm just sitting there like, hmm, all right, let me think about that. And next thing you know, I've developed you know, an epiphany or I've come up with something that I could be like, let me bring that up next time. And actually this last session, she was like, so just pause, don't come up with nothing else. Cause she was like, we gotta, let's work on this before. We let's can. unpack this stuff here. Yeah. Like, because, and I told her, I said, I said, I think at some point last year, I said, I don't like this. I said, this is too much because I was just having like, Oh my God. And epiphany after epiphany. I was like, bro, I'm tired. Like I don't want to figure nothing else out. I don't want to know why I do this the way I do. I don't care. I like, I'm tired. I got to work through these 40 things and work my full-time job and do my part-time job and try to have a social life and, and try to exercise. Like, I don't want to do no more. Bye. I'm done. And of course I wasn't, but it's, there comes a point where it's just like, wow, like you do start, you know, being able to self-parent is something that we talk about a lot. And not, you know, when you're just sad and down, even when you're just angry, self-parenting, meaning controlling that reaction to where I don't go the F off, right? To where I can be like, okay, so, so what you feel? You, you pissed? Okay, why you mad? You know, like, I'm mad because I feel like they do this instead of just immediately reacting. So being like, I've just been amazed at like how much work I have done, not my therapist, but just by being in therapy, I can give that credit to, you know, to her. But I I tell all my friends, I'm like, I'm a huge advocate for it because it is just a lot of things that like, I never, I don't think I would have got there on my own or maybe I would have, but it would have taken me a lot longer. And, and not just relationships, but just me as a person, me being raised a certain type of way, me realizing, you know, that my parents aren't just people to be there for me when I need. They're individuals with their own backgrounds, their own flaws, their own minds. And like, you know, like, it's like, oh, that's why they couldn't do this and this. And that's why I'm this way. You know, just is it's been crazy. So I I think it's a huge advocate. And, you know, I, rem- I think I heard y'all say like, is it just somebody that like, you pay to like be on your side? And I'll be like, no. That was me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, no, cause it'd be some days where I'd be like, no. Okay, but I do know a lot of people that go to therapy and lie. Well, and I was Ooh. just going to say that. Like, I know someone now that is in therapy. They ain't changed a bit. Ain't ch- they charmed the, the crap out of their therapist. You know what I'm saying? And to me, but you know what? It's to say, I'm in therapy. I'm doing great. I, you know, I'm working on this. I'm I'm going to therapy. And I don't mean nothing. But I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Date someone like me whose mother is a nurse practitioner in mental health, you know that's important to me to be working on your mental health. So you slide that in and I'm going to therapy and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, okay. Seven years later, you what happened? Nothing. Okay. You know, like so it don't mean nothing that people say they're in therapy. You I think that's 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 interesting. Yeah, I know that's interesting that you said that because um 
everybody has their way of getting in. And I think Simon's way of getting with, with people, he got personal real fast. Yeah. I remember they, they, they said that. What they do. They want to gain your trust. The quicker they can gain your trust, the quicker they can use you for whatever it is they need you and then discard you when they're done. Been there. Done that. Like like in the movie Hitch where old girl slept with the guy. She was like, well, oh, he was so nice. He was telling me about his mom. He was telling me how he was colorblind. And, you know, this, this, and this. Panties dropped. Yeah. Because women crave intimacy and we think it's intimacy. We think it's intimacy when you sit up here asking all these questions about us. What makes us tick? What makes us happy? What makes us sad? And little do we know you using you you just documenting all that up here in the head so you can use all that stuff later. You know? So now I'm not even gonna lie. Now a guy asks me a question, I'll be like, Why the fuck you wanna know that? Like <laughs> I have to <laughs> calm down, you know, because I'll be like, uh-uh. You know, and and one of the things I will say, I do not like when we are fresh talking or whatever, and you, you know, uh, well, what did your ex do? Or why didn't y'all, we just didn't, it didn't work out. I, but what I did with my ex was I told him head to toe what my other ex did, you know, how he did this and this. And little did I know, he was just like, oh, well, she put up with X, Y, Z, you know, like, and next thing you know, he did worse right so it's like you just gotta have a little discernment when you be you know oh, he just wants to know yeah he want to know <laughs> like and, and that goes for both sides it goes for male and female too like male, male, males will do it males definitely will do it but yeah you gotta you gotta work watch out for uh you gotta watch out for women too i mean it's yeah, it's it's scary out here for sure. Cold, cold world. Let me tell you, it's. I, I was, I was having this conversation with Brittany the other day, and she was like, you know, it's, you know, it's something about, you know, it's safe being in the house. If I just stay in the house, it's safe. And I was like, yeah, oh, because by it was, we were talking. She made some post about being in a relationship. She's like, no, nah, relationships are a war zone. You know, I'm, I'm better off just staying in the house. I was like, yeah, you better off staying in the house because these streets is a war zone too. Like, if the relationships are war, these streets are, are a war. I got some. I got some real good advice from an old school chick. And like I said, we, we can get ready to wrap it up because I know y'all. I know y'all got things to do. Y'all don't be want to sit here looking at me all night. I got some real good advice from an older woman. She was she. I'm gonna say it was real good, but she did say for people that are actively looking and they're real serious about dating, they have to be serious about where they are looking and where they put themselves. Like so, it's like you can't be out at the hookah lounge you can't be out at the bars thinking that you're gonna get somebody with the mentality of a heart they want a hard you know a good relationship you're gonna get somebody that still wants to get out still craves the nightlife not more than likely and that those those are things they want bottom line put yourself in an environment in an environment where people are like-minded like you you know i mean at the end of the day church doesn't always produce the best people but you're more likely to find somebody more, you know, um, traditional or family oriented at a church, you know, at, at a singles conference and stuff like So you kind of know when somebody's really serious about relationships and dating, depending on where you meet them. But then also you have to be open to meeting people once again, not in these dark alleys, but sporadically, you know, a lot of people meet the people at work. Yeah. I don't, I've always advocated against that. But sometimes it just happens to work because at the end of the day, y'all clearly like my dick. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you share something. I, yeah. You share something. 
But yeah, she. I, I felt like that was real. She and the thing that she said to me, she was like, "Yeah, I go to you know, I'd rather go to like a a, a nice wine bar, you know, or a, a nice cigar bar or something like that, you know, because you know she's older. She's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to go somewhere where these dudes still listening to, to they they listening to, to mumble rap, and they got they have their pants hanging halfway off their ass. I, I want my man to 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 possibly be well dressed in a suit, well groomed. I want I want I want to know right off the bat that. He ain't in here just, you know, wasting money on bottles. He right. just in here enjoying enjoying his friends, probably watching the game and taking it easy. He's living a moderate conservative life. He ain't out here wilding. And you see that right off the bat. A lot of times when I mean how people socialize, a lot of times is a good is a good hint to how they're gonna be in relationships. If they're out there wilding in these if they in these streets, if they belong to the streets, <laughs> like <laughs> when you get them home. You go. They gonna be craving the streets still. Yeah. So, so to bring yeah. that question you said about relationships and Valentine's Day, like you know, I'm cool if you want you want to go to dinner or whatever. I'm also cool if you want to just order in and you know celebrate here in the house. Ask me that five years ago it would definitely not be that. Oh yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Like, it's just another day. Now my birthday's different. We have to talk about that. But you know, Valentine's Day, I'm cool with staying in the house. I take birthday serious. I take birthday serious as well. Everybody doesn't. So again, that's something you gotta, you know, chit chat about. I take birthday serious to the extent of don't forget my fucking birthday. But I don't take it serious. Like you ain't gotta go all out, wild out, no surprise shit. Everybody know me. Like more than likely, if it's a birthday, I'm 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 low key somewhere. You don't know where I'm at. Like I don't buy sections and all that. That ain't me. But please. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, I would have definitely appreciated a happy birthday. If you want to kick it with me, that's cool. But uh, that that's that's the extent of how I take it. But, I mean, obviously, if you're in a relationship, you got to make that person feel special on the day that they were born. I, I just feel like that's, that's low-key an obligation. Even though I don't like obligations, I feel like that's one obligation that shouldn't be a problem. Recognize their birthday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I take my own birthday seriously like once every three years. But like for somebody else, especially from a relationship, shit, what you want to do for your birthday, what you want, where you want to go, what you want to do, you trying to get out of town, you trying to do so. Like I, I like celebrating people when it's not a force. I don't want to celebrate you on Valentine's just on Valentine's Day. I want to celebrate you like, oh shit, this is the first day we met. Like let's go back to the spot where we met on some shit like that. Like you, I want to get this celebration year round. So if we do decide, oh yeah, we just gonna sit at the house. They gonna cook something, you know. We get we exchange some little gifts or something like that. It's cool because we don't necessarily have to be out on the scene because you're celebrated all the time. If, the, if today is the only day that you're getting celebrated and you or you need to be celebrated today, then something else is there's an underlying issue there. Right, but again, you know, for the stay in relationships, just to say they have one, that's another reason why. You know, you get ignored 364 days, and then here come Valentine's Day. And you expect the world given to you when you've been ignored the entire year, you know, and so it is a big deal, you know, but I can say for me, as I've grown out of that Disney thing, as I've grown out of, you know, that mentality, then, you know, every day should be Valentine's Day. And I, you know, I don't mean that for real, for real, right? But like, every day you should feel loved. Every day you should text someone and say, hey, I love you, whether it's your mom, your significant other, somebody, you know, so it's kind of, you know. Like it, it is definitely, 
it's a big it's more of a big deal to me with fresh new couples or somebody that's in a relationship that is lacking. It's kind of like when people say, oh, you know, with your toxic ex, you have the best sex. Well, that's all that's good. You don't have respect. You don't have trust. You don't have dignity. You don't have anything else good. So, yeah, the sex is great. And that's all you can focus on because that's the only good you have in it. Like, what else is there good? Nothing. And you know one thing else that'll make that sex even better? Blue Chew. So if you're coming through with that weak Willie Walter and you're trying to give her that strong, slow Steven, all you need to do is pop you that Blue Chew. Oh, 30 minutes God. later, you are oh. in the door. God. I don't even know what just happened, but okay. He, he, he thinks that we're getting paid by this prescription Viagra, this offbeat Viagra company called Blue Chew. He tried to get his check and <laughs> you seen the Range Rover I sent you. I need all this endorsement money. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get a Range Rover, so I mean, he's gonna do what it needs to be done to get that check, man. And I, I I'm not gonna knock it. I just <laughs> just just cut my ten percent. Trying to get and, Range Rover too, actually, but not like that. But good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Hey, and I can see y'all both in Range Rovers, but uh, like I said, for the most part. I mean, my advice on the Range Rovers is I just know that people don't really um, go go. They don't drive those for the long haul. That's the only real rumor I've heard about those. You don't you don't drive those for the long haul. You you get out of them before the warranty's out for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, y'all y'all enjoy those. I mean, uh, yeah. I think I think treat yourself. I'm an advocate of that. Definitely treat yourself, especially in this uh in this America that we live in right now, where you know to be up is a good thing because a lot of people are not up right now with all this bullshit going on with the economy. But uh, y'all already know what we do in this portion of the show. I know a lot of guests come on. They don't like doing the words of advice thing, but uh, as far as words of advice goes, I'm going to keep, I'm definitely going to keep mine simple. I'm just going to say, watch what you consume, whether it's uh, emotional or physical, because that shit is detrimental to the things, you know, how you do things from an outward perspective. Like, the, the things you consume have adverse effects, so be careful about what you consume. That's all I got. Amber, you want to take it? Well, I guess I will, since you don't put me out here like <laughs> JB, Davito. Um, mine is, you know, I seen a girl on Twitter that posted, you know, F love, like he hurt me. I can't believe I gave my heart to him. Never again. And I, I retweeted and quoted and I said, no, I said, you just need to learn discernment. And I, I give I give that advice to everyone like you're going to get hurt in life. You're going to get used. You know, like nobody is exempt from that type of experience in life. There are going to be bad things that happen to you. Right. But it doesn't mean that you never do that again. You know, it just means that you need to have a little bit, you know, pray for discernment. You know, and ask for discernment, which is to be able to tell, you know, is this something I should keep investing in, whether that's emotionally, financially, you know, it could be stocks. I mean, you know, anything, you know, know when the, this is going to sound. No. Hey, oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Can't be out here just busting, <laughs> busting anything. I'm done. <laughs> I said what <laughs> Come on, Mr. Blue Chew. Um, my words of advice are just as important as it is to know when not to leave too late. 
know when not to leave too early. Sometimes you might need to stick it out a little bit. And if you listen to JS7, you, it's a little bit of this sprinkled in there for some seasoning. But, you know, sometimes you might need to give yourself another three to six months at, at whatever task you're doing and fully commit yourself to it and know that, hey, I did not leave it too early. I put everything I had into it before I left. It just piggybacks off mine, Javita, but I'll let you make it. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with what you said. It's beautiful. But it's just piggyback. Yes. You back to plagiarizing. You ain't plagiarizing the whole time, bro. So you got to have the discernment to know, do I do I stay in or do I pull out? That's all I'm saying. It's okay. If I plagiarize anything, I plagiarize myself because I dropped yesterday during the halftime of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then I brought it back 24 hours later. I'm just saying. So it's somewhere in the middle is whatever Amber F said. But on the bookends. Is it okay if we uh screenshot that tweet that you put up? Is it available? It's it's on your page. You share it? Uh oh, I gotta it's find too it. long. Oh, okay. No, I gotta I'll find it and I'll text y'all. Okay, I appreciate that. And uh for sure, we like I said, uh it's always good to have you on. Hopefully we get you on a lot sooner in the future when we know we need a woman's perspective because people always beg us for that balance. And it's here. No, I don't think so. Not for long. Not for long. (laughs) But uh, y'all already know, man, if y'all listen to us on SoundCloud, rate, comment. If you listen to us on Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, comment and um if you're listening to us on i think it's amazon whatever uh jeff bezos got going on you can uh you know hit us on that too and uh we don't know what you do on spotify but whatever it is you do on spotify you go and do that and uh once again we like to uh, we like to uh applaud and uh congratulate uh amber f for making it through this episode <laughs> and her bottle of her bottle or i mean her glass of wine it a glass wow. of wine her glass of wine made it too yeah, um, plenty left. Yeah, yeah, plenty left. And uh, Javito, uh, remember JS7 dropped uh, halftime. He said he said it was better than the halftime show, so that definitely means you need to check it out. Uh, but anyways, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And with that being said, this has been the most extraordinary, the most luxurious, the most excellent, the most exciting, <laughs> the most captivating No Boundaries podcast. Thank you for listening. Wow. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?